crazy. This ain't no joke. This ain't no game. This that CSC game. They said pull up, so I came. You better put some respect on their name. Yeah, 55 was goody. Kill the vibe, how could he? Big car, don't want a hoodie. Let me break it down for you fully. This ain't your average broadcast. This ain't just no podcast. The mother show spread fake news. We just call them fraudcast. West, Joey, Sam, Sean, Dalton. And you know that boy Higgy. He said he don't want no small fries. Tell them they better make them biggie. Yeah, you already know what we be on. We got the crown, we hold the throne. We throw the mails and you take them home. When they ring the bells, you know that it's home. The bar is set, we setting the tone. If we set it, then set it in stone. Now sit in the seat and set up your phone. You in the car, no sports zone. <laughs> set it. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of Game Day Prep from the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeremy Wyman. Uh, today, we're going to talk to someone who represents another team who's fair. I mean, I say fairly new to the ACC, but, you know, they've been there for quite a while as well. But whenever whenever I, I have I have learned from talking through other uh, ACC team representatives, they kind of thumb their nose at us in Syracuse and Pittsburgh and call us the newbies, and I'm sure there's, I'm forgetting somebody else, but, uh, but I, I've always respected the Syracuse program as a whole. I, I, I cheered for Carmelo Anthony and basketball. One of my first memories in football was watching Donovan McNab- uh, McNabb play for Syracuse. So there's no hostility here as far as I'm concerned, but I had, to, I wanted to get into, and it's like I told him before we started the show. I've had the, I've had great luck. I've been blessed to be able to get in touch with a lot of great uh, representatives from other other teams. There's been a couple of you know snobs, if you will, but I didn't have to look any. I, this guy's on my starter I, starting list. I didn't have to go on the too deep list to look for him. Uh, plus, he's a guy that I have talked to for multiple mo- multiple years. He's a reporter for Syracuse.com, and one time he helped me find the Miller list that was being passed around for impermissible benefits. And I had hoped that there was a bunch of big blue doofuses on it. But here he is, my guy, Chris Carlson. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm doing great. No uh, no snobs up here in Syracuse. We are a, uh, you know, a, a blue-collar blue collar place. <laughs> and and that, that's why I think that we click a lot because that's how Louisville is. We are, uh, we are a blue-collar city. We, we work hard. We, we work all week long so that we can get to the weekend and watch our football team. Uh, very humble, very uh, down-to-earth people. If you ever come to Louisville for a football game or and, and go to the tailgate, we will treat you like you are one of our own. That's just how we've always been. Uh, but, you know, I, it's great to have you on, Chris. We're going to talk about the Syracuse game this Saturday at noon. It will be a blackout. I don't know why, because it's at noon. Uh, it will be Lamar Jackson Appreciation Day. Uh, cards are a three-point favorite, which basically calls the game a pick uh, for those of you all that don't know, normally when they do odds, they automatically give the home team a three-point uh, spread just for hosting. So this one, according to the to Vegas, could go either way. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and go into game day prep because I do appreciate Chris's time, and I do not want to take too much of it. What we do here, Chris, is I ask five fun questions, and then we get down to business in the last five questions. So my first question for you is, what is it like to cover this – the Carrier Dome looks monstrous. It's so intimidating on TV. What is it like to, uh, to be? I don't to be in the Carrier Dome to cover this team in the Carrier Dome. Do you think it gives you all uh, fair advantage or unfair advantages? What, however, you want to answer that question. 
<laughs> you know, it, it, it is unfortunately not the most comfortable uh, place to, to cover a game. Uh, it w- was not built with comfort in mind, right. uh, you know, back, back when they created it. But but uh, they've renovated it recently. Um, there is a, a, a new roof on it, new sound system. Um, you know, it, it has a reputation for, for the noise staying in the building. So, so you can have 50,000 sound like you know, 80,000. Right. And uh, it, it's lived up to that this year. You know, the, it, the, the crowds have been, you know, on the smaller side, but they've been able to impact the game on, on third downs. So it, it is a, you know, from the Syracuse football perspective, it's a great place to play from, from the journalist perspective, <laughs> it's a little old and not the most comfortable place in the world. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Chris, second question. And I've asked this question on every edition of game day prep, even though it's been like seven or eight years now, what are your overall feelings on Louisville as an addition to the ACC? As I said earlier, a lot of, a lot of the other teams I talked to, they, they have, um, been very, very passive aggressive as far as well, out of all the new teams like Syracuse and Pittsburgh and you all, and they say somebody else and it's just slipping my mind right now. I've had a, busy day but but y'all have been the best obviously given the politically correct answer to calling into a a local (laughs) team's podcast but uh what are your overall feelings so far as louisville as an addition i mean certainly from like the syracuse perspective uh right uh, you guys are a much more natural fit than than syracuse is in that league (laughs) uh both sort of geographically and, and culturally with with the at least with the bigger state schools. Um, there's obviously some private schools with Wake and, and Duke that, that Syracuse sort of fits into that slot. But, uh, you know, certainly I think Louisville fits in very, very nicely. Um, you know, and Syracuse is certainly very thankful to be sort of along for the ride. And I, I talk to everybody, everybody that I get to talk to on game day prep, I, I go ahead and mention that, like, for, for me – Obviously, the ACC was was the dream growing up. A lot of people are like, you didn't want to go to the SEC one day? I was like, no, I knew one day we would outgrow the Conference USA and even the Big East, as big of a deal as the Big East was, which we were all in in that together as well. Uh, I knew at the end of the day that's not. And then when the rumors were we were going to join the Big 12, I personally went down there and picketed against that. Um, that's not true. But still, I would like to have thought it was true. But <laughs> – the ACC is where I wanted to be, and I'm glad we're there. And I feel like I, I'm so glad we're not just a one uh, sport school. We offer uh, sometimes competition in football. We're very competitive in basketball, both men's and women's. Field hockey, volleyball should be. I haven't seen it confirmed yet because I've been busy all day. Like I said earlier, should be the new number one team in the country in volleyball when the polls come out today. Uh, just baseball, all, all the, I really enjoy playing in this league. I really hope that, uh, it stays together for a while. Obviously there were rumors at Clemson and Florida state. We're going to try to leave out and you see where that left them at this regular season. Both teams have kind of, uh, been very, very mediocre this season and which makes it even worse that we couldn't beat a mediocre Clemson team the other day. I digress, but yeah, I, I'm enjoying it as well. Uh, Chris, the cards are 12 and seven all time versus Syracuse, including a six and one ACC mark and a six and three mark in the big East, I believe. And we are eight and two out of the last 10. My first memory was the very first game that either of our teams played overseas when we faced off in Tokyo, uh, 
in the Tokyo Bowl. You all came out with an 11-point victory. And I believe it was the next season Donovan McNabb came onto the scene. Because I kind of like thought that was I was a child, like young, young child at that point. And I was like, this is really cool. We're playing in Tokyo. Like, why are we playing in Tokyo? I didn't – I couldn't – I couldn't understand why, but I kind of like Syracuse has held a special place in my heart even since then because I would always keep up with with the football team's results. I watched Donovan McNabb. Uh, it was either the next year or, or the year after that, and he was a very different quarterback at the time. He kind of started, in my opinion, the long, long line of successful uh, dual-threat quarterbacks uh, that was kind of just materializing at that time. So uh, – so that was, like I said, y'all came up with an 11-point victory in that. We lost the first three games of the series overall, which were all pre-2002. To me, this rivalry feels like a real rivalry because you never know, even though it's kind of it, it feels one-sided because those first three games th- that you all won were back in the 80s and 90s. But still, every time I, I, I'm never comfortable when I see that Syracuse is on our football schedule. And if you all have li- – for those of you all that have followed the podcast from day one, you all have heard me all year say, I'm not worried about Clemson. I'm not worried about Wake. I'm not worried about uh, NC State. Like, if you told me we're going to lose one game out of those last five, it's probably going to be Syracuse because they've been competitive in every game, as we have, uh, we have as well. And you all just seem like y'all are – we're both just right there – we're four or five plays away from us both being like eight and one right now. So, um, do you like the Louisville Syracuse matchups in football? I do. Yeah, I, I do. Uh, I, and I think, um, you know, beyond kind of the, the games have been competitive and the, and the games have been fun. Um, they both have to recruit a, a little bit sort of the same way in that, you know, there aren't a lot of great high school football players um, in the New York area. Right. So, so Syracuse has to go outside that to, to get, you know, to fill its roster. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think the same, I hope I'm not insulting the, the good people of uh, Kentucky, but you know, it, it's not known for football, right? It, it's not known for high school football. It's known more for basketball. And Yeah. The state of Kentucky. Now the state, the, the, the city of Louis, we always joke around and call it a state, but the city of Louisville, We've got about ten to fifteen four uh, four or five star recruits, so it's, oh, wow. it's okay. yeah. Every, I wasn't giving I wasn't giving Louisville its due. I'm sorry about that. No, no, you're good. We got a team down here called Louisville Mail High School. They've got like five, four or five star players on their team right now. So no, and a lot of people don't know okay. that because they sure. always lump like Louisville is so much different. I don't really want to get off on this tangent because then the I rest could of talk Kentucky. About, it is though. I mean, we all can spell and read, and we wear shoes and have all of our teeth, and uh, we don't listen to banjo music. So yeah, those are just some of the differences. You know, we we actually like people of all races, creeds, and colors here in the city of Louisville. For so that that's the biggest there. But yeah, we 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 are kind of for our, especially according to you know when you when you deal with the whole state, we're de- we definitely hold the the powerhouse status as far as. But unfortunately for us, because of the subpar recruiting we have done the past five or six seasons, whereas normal when you grew up, you wanted to play for Louisville. If you played high school football, you wanted to play for Louisville. These last few years, Rondell Moore, Milton Wright, they went to Purdue. Uh, we had uh, – oh, gosh. Uh, well, we actually had a, three or four of our higher-rated uh, players here in the city went to Purdue. And then 
a lot of them w- committed to Kentucky, and thankfully to us, one of them uh, committed to Kentucky, then decommitted. Uh, Jordan Watkins, he's one of our star receivers, uh, was a Kentucky commit and decommitted and decided to stay home and play. We, we do have a lot of uh, homegrown talent here, and University of Louisville is best when we are. We normally have a, a mixture of city t- a talent from the city and state, and then for some reason, we always have about 20, 30 players from Florida on our team as well. So that, you know, that gives you, uh, that gives you a, a little bit of an advantage as well because a two-star player in Florida could be a five-star in most other states. So, and no. obviously I was thinking, I was thinking about all the Florida kids, you know, when I was talking about Absolutely. Louisville kind of going out outside its geography area. So, uh, that's, that's our natural. pipeline state. Yeah. Yeah, natural for me to think it, but uh, I learned something. I learned something about Kentucky high school football today. Well, Louisville high school football. The rest of the state sucks. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We do have some. We we do have actually our guy uh, Jack Fago that got disqualified for for a questionable targeting call in the game. He's from Lexington, Kentucky, which you would think that would make him an automatic uh, university of. We don't really like to say that that school's name, so we'll just call. Uh, you think he'd automatically be a big blue commit, but no, he came here to Louisville and he has thrived ever since. And uh, hopefully, he doesn't have to sit out too long this Saturday because he is one of our one of our top defenders. I, d- I don't know how long you have to sit out for a targeting, uh, but uh, if, it, if it came in the second half, he'd miss the first half. Uh, if it came in the first half, he'd be good to play. Okay, I think it came in the first half. I was so angry. As a Louisville fan, you get so <sighs> encompassed and drawn into the games because you're just used to – as a Louisville football fan, there were times when when we knew – that's when Charlie Strong was here and when Bobby Petrino was here the first time. If, if you had a close game or you had a big game, uh, Louisville-Florida State, back in uh 2017 i believe it was being the, the most notable and then you got the sugar bowl and and f- even the fiesta bowl you know we back in 91 when we defeated alabama you know you you knew that we were going to come to play and we were probably going to win the game the last 10 years ish maybe less than 10 years it's just like when, when we got to the fourth quarter and everybody else in the room was happy i was sitting there like guys we're Louisville. We know what's going to happen, and it happened. You know, they're just Malik got hurt, and there's nothing you can really do about that. And we don't have a uh, our backup quarterbacks hurt, so that's why he wasn't too successful against Clemson. So again, let's, we talked about Clemson last week. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring bring them up. Let let let's continue. Uh, I hate Clemson, by the way. Uh, favorite Louisville player of all time, not named Lamar Jackson or Teddy Bridgewater. Oh man. You took you, you. I mean, <laughs> you, you took Lamar from you took Lamar from me. I, I mean, I, I I cannot watch uh, you know that guy enough. Um, so uh, we'll go. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a recent one who I know, and I'm gonna pick an old one who I think I know, but but forgive me if I'm wrong. Okay. Right. I loved watching. I loved watching Tutu Atwell. Um, you know, he, he goes with Lamar, um, yeah. and those teams were so much fun. Um, but I, I love to, too. Um, and then, uh, you guys had a quarterback back in the day, uh, Ragone, Ragone, Dave Ragone, right? It's Ragone. Dave Ragone. Yes, sir. I love, 
I liked those Louisville teams. I like watching uh, Dave Rigo, uh, you know, lead the Cardinals. If you can't hear that, that's me clapping. Nobody's pulled Dave Ragone out of the, the chamber so far this year. That is something that Louisville has been known for, though, is our quarterback play. We had a couple years where our quarterback was, was iffy, but if you, if you name the last six or seven quarterbacks, you've got, and I mean ones that have made a difference, you've got Malik, you've got Lamar, you've got Teddy, you've got, um, you've got, oh, before Teddy, you've got, Brian, you got Brian Brom. You've got Jeff. I mean, you've got Chris Redman. Like, there's just so many, so many notable quarterbacks that we have. Uh, Stefan LaFours, he's in there. It just like that's that's the one thing that that we can proudly uh, hang our hat on. I wouldn't call us, you know, you got those blue blood teams that like to call themselves linebacker U or quarterback U, and I don't like to do that because I know we're not an upper echelon team. Uh, nor have we ever been, you know, we, we've that, been on that's the, a pretty good lineage though. That's a pretty good lineage, but yeah, that, that's those pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. A lot of those guys went pro, uh, we, even Hunter Cantwell. He was a backup to Brian Brom got hurt in the Miami game. I believe that was an 07 and Hunter Cantwell came in and just dusted the hurricanes that game. And it was a turning point really for our program. We started, uh, trending upwards. We're, we're currently trending downwards right now. So, um, Sorry, somebody's calling in. I didn't know that would come through the, the podcast uh, line. I apologize that for that. But yeah, just a lot of guys that have played pro football. Really good, uh, really good odds. If if you come play quarterback, Pierce Clarkson. If you're listening, we're here. Come to the Ville. But yeah, just a great lineage, like you said, a great lineage of quarterbacks. And uh, I'm I'm glad you pulled Dave going out because I've been waiting and I catch people off guard because you'd think. I'm not going to name any names because they're all my friends and everything. But at least three of the 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 three of the six guys that have been on here, and I've asked that question, have been, "Oh, you picked Teddy or Lamar? I don't know anybody else." And, I'm, and then I start naming like Jair Alexander or Des Fitzpatrick or any of those quarterbacks I just mentioned. They're like, "Oh, they played for Louisville, yeah." Jair was good. Jair was good. I still remember. I remember him going. Uh, you know, he, he shut down Steve Ishmael when, when, uh, and that was a fun matchup. He, he talked about it too, um, <laughs> but, but Ishmael was really looking forward to that game and he'd had a great year and he, he, he got locked up. Um, Jair Alexander's a good one. Jair, he locked up a lot of people, but even like some of the older people that I've talked to, like Carwell Garner, Ernest Givens, like you, you, you uh, Will Wolford, you like, you can't remember any of these people that were like NFL, Roman Oban, Sam Madison, uh, Ray Buchanan, I'm just going to be quiet. I'm, I'm that frustrates me, but thank you so much. I guess that's what I'm really trying to say is I appreciate you actually having the knowledge and, uh, maybe doing a little research or just knowing it. I appreciate you just knowing it, honestly, Chris. So, uh, fifth question for the cards fans who have never made the trip to Syracuse, which we will be making next season. I'll be making next season. What do we need to see and where do we need to go eat, uh, next year when the cards travel to Syracuse? Oh, well, you, you guys probably already know Dinosaur Barbecue, um, which, uh, you know, is a point of pride here. Um, it holds up, yeah. in my opinion, against any of the southern barbecue spots. Uh, it does not blow them away, but, but it's, it's, you know, it holds its own and it's ours. Um, you know, so I like Dinosaur Barbecue. Um, Possibilities is kind of a, a well-known mm. local place. They do like a modern spin on, uh, on pasta. Um, 
And then uh, we have a brand new downtown market, Salt City Market. Um, that is, it's right near uh, the downtown hotel area. Okay. And it's, uh, you know, they have like different stalls um, from different sort of uh, ethnic cuisine. Um, we have a pretty good melting pot of, of cultures here in Syracuse, so a pretty substantial refugee population. Um, so you get a lot of really kind of cool, unique, you know, you're not going to find it everywhere type of foods, all kind of in one spot. So, you know, whether it's whether it's Vietnamese, whether it's Laotian, whether it's Burmese, uh, you can kind of hit whatever strikes your fancy. So that's one of my favorite spots. Well, I, th- that's impressive to me, mostly because I don't even know what like two of those are. So that that shows me that <laughs> that y'all do have a a, a very very uh, diverse population. There. That's the word I was looking for. Uh, but we have a lot of again. If you when when you come down to Louisville next time. Make sure you contact me. I'll, I'll hook you up with all the great places to go to. Uh, really quick, since we're at the half, we're at halftime of game day prep. Let's thank the fine sponsors of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast and game day prep. Fitness Market, Four Pegs Beer Lounge, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping, All America Pool and Supply Company, and Shack in the Back Barbecue. Um, both of those places. I mean, if you want barbecue, those both both of those places are the place to go here in the city. Uh, we're going to get to talking shop now, Chris. Uh, both of these teams have given off a similar vibe to me this season. Yep. Y'all, we've both yep. been in a lot of the games uh, that we've lost. Uh, you all are a team that I've given a ton of respect to and even said, like earlier, I was more worried about you all than Clemson. <sighs> so close to beating them. Uh, how, how, does, how, does that affect, how, how does that affect you all as far as the team's morale being so close? Are they – because in fan base as well, because I know here in Louisville, we're ready to fire everybody, even though that means starting off with a new coach and starting the process all over again, not being patient enough. But uh, how's y'all's fan base taking it? Yeah, so I, I think the fan base and the team took it two very different ways, uh, thankfully for, for everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, Syracuse is coming off a one-win season, um, and then you lose the close games early this year. Um, there were some, you know, some game management, clock management, questionable coaching decisions down the stretch, as there usually are in close games that, that you throw a microscope on and, and they don't look good in hindsight. So, uh, you know, early this year when they were losing those, they lost three games in a row by by three points. Um, so during that stretch, I, I think fans were, were ready to turn the page. Um now, since then, Syracuse has won two straight. Um, the first one was a close game. Um, the second game, they handled Boston College. And I think it was different for the players. You, you know, I, I think coming off a one-win season where they were never close um, or very infrequently close, last, it was just ugly. It was awful last year. So I don't think they got as down as the fans did with the close losses because, you know, being close was better than being far away. And it felt like progress to them. Um, and then to finally win some games, you know, that's that's more progress. So I think they're I think Syracuse is, you know, and I think it's why they've been so tough this year and they've hung tough all year. I think they're in a pretty good place mentally um, for a team that's, you know, five and four, which isn't exceptional. Um, but, but for this team, you know, it's a really nice step and, and, you know, just such a huge improvement from last year. 
Absolutely. And honestly, what's most important is how the team feels. At the end of the day, the fans and their crappy opinions and well, not well, all they've of them. Changed. They, they've they've come around now. Well, no, no, <laughs> I mean our fan base. Like it's very, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very similar. Like a lot of the things are very similar to what you're saying, except for like we could win the next three games and win the bowl game and win ten games next year, and they're still going to be re- ready to you know because we live in a society, a society unfortunately, that expects like overnight success and. Coach Satterfield was the ACC Coach of the Year in his first season. Last year was affected by COVID. I don't care what ever anybody I hear. Well, every team was affected by COVID. Well, here's the thing: I've got two members of my podcast team that aren't here today. Thankfully, I get a, a show away from them uh, to be able to talk the whole time. But had COVID, one of them uh, had it, didn't bother, didn't get any of the symptoms. Maybe lost, no, lost their smell for like. A week and it was over with the other one was uh, the, uh sorry the other one had a family member that got extremely sick from it and died so like we don't know what le- there's no we, there's no like in video games there's no power bar that shows how much energy each person like there's not a uniform amount of illness that ever so we were we were without probably about 10 players 10 Got contributors every game last year, and the record shows uh, at, at at four and seven. I believe our record was last year. That affected us differently. You all, you said you had y'all were uh, y'all were one and ten. Yep. I had you know fun fact, not so fun fact. That was my record my freshman year at Louisville. It was one and ten, and it was not fun. But my quarterback was Chris Redman. My tight end uh, was Ivan Green, and there to you know. Uh, four four time All Americans in, in college football, so I didn't have it too bad. But even then, that should be a spot for Louisville fans. And I hate to make this about Louisville fans. I just they get on my nerves. I love them, but they get on my nerves because if that team had all those greats and the future pros on them, and we went one in ten, and we were with the new coach, that was Coach Cooper's uh, Ron Cooper's second season. The first season, much like Satterfield's. We went to a bowl game. We won a bowl game. I believe it was against Michigan State, if I remember correctly. Uh, went seven and five, decent year. Then we went one and ten, and then they fired him. And then we had to start off all over with the new coach. And there were some complaints for a year, but then he started winning because he started getting his own guys in there. And there was no COVID back then, and stuff of that nature. So I'll stop making it about us. I apologize for getting off track again. But th- then again. <laughs> Any of y'all that's ever listened to any of these podcasts, y'all know I inadvertently sometimes advertently go off track for a minute, and, and I apologize sometimes for doing that. Uh, Chris, for those of us Louisvillians that do not know, who is the current Syracuse MVP? Uh, so so Sean Tucker, uh, their running back, is having an exceptional year. He is, he is number two in the country in rushing yards um, behind only Kenneth Walker. Uh, a third of Michigan State. Um, you know, he's had seven consecutive games where he's been over 100 yards, um, eight of nine this season. Um, he's second in the country in all purpose yards. If he was on a better team, he would be getting Heisman, you know, maybe not first place votes, but, but he'd be in the conversation. Right. Um, and, and he is really, really good. Um, he, he's. He's got exceptional vision, um, he, he, so he's really good at, at cutting away from that first defender. 
So you need to have multiple guys around him to, to bring him down. Um, and, and that's meshed very well with their quarterback now, who's also a running option. Um, and is it just a big, strong dude who you need multiple guys usually to take care of him because he's a big, strong dude. And then it's just real, it's just really hard to have multiple guys around multiple people um, in a running game. Um, and it's helped Syracuse have, you know, the, the, the top running game in, in the ACC to this point and a competent offense, uh, despite the fact that they don't really throw the ball very well. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you next. And I did have uh, – I've got a couple of questions from some of the staff members. But what I look at – what I've seen this season so far is, a, a, a de- like you said, a, a uh, – what's the word I'm looking for? A serviceable quarterback. Uh, uh, serviceable passing attack, but very, very rush heavy. And thankfully for us, we kind of our, – our defense excels at defending the rushing attack – uh, not so much against the passing attack, but yeah. So with, with that being said, that, that kind of, that makes me, I, I'm going to ask you here in a few minutes, your score prediction, but I'm going back and forth as we're talking. The more you talk about how Syracuse is a rush, uh, you know, they are a rush heavy offense. It kind of makes me feel a little bit more confident, but I mean, I'm just as flippy floppy as the people there in Vegas, apparently, uh, our guy Sean wants to know, and of course this transitions right into that, Syracuse appears to be a rush-heavy team with a game manager at quarterback, at least from the outside looking in. Should Louisville's defense present a similar game plan as they did against Boston College and key in on the run while forcing Garrett Schrader to beat us with the passing game? So I guess he, he's asking, uh, this wasn't really a question, Sean, so I'm going to dock two, uh, two uh Two points from your your standings and in, in the weekly questions uh, thing we have going on because that was not a question. But I guess what he's wanting to know if Louisville play defend you all similar similarly to as we did against Boston College is that going to work? I guess that's what he means. So I don't know too much about how Louisville defended Boston College, but but I I certainly think focusing on the run and trying to turn Schrader into a pocket quarterback you know is the right thing to do um it's also been harder than you would think because he will just he's totally fine just like holding the ball and running around and and scrambling until somebody gets open downfield so he's not a guy who you know if the first throw isn't there or or the timing isn't perfect you know he, he gets thrown off um, he'll, you know, hold the ball and hold the ball and hold the ball and, and wait until somebody gets open, um, which, you know, makes him a little bit more dangerous um, th- than in, in those situations where you're just trying to keep a guy in the pocket. But I certainly think, you know, priority number one and number two are, are stopping Sean Tucker on the ground and stopping Schrader on the ground, um, you know, which, which has also been, you know, you can't key on the halfback. So, so it's been more difficult than I think most people thought. And I thought, you, you know, I, I thought, oh, you know, any decent run defense is going to be able to key on the run game and, and stop it. But outside of Clemson, they've been and Rutgers where they sort of went away from it. And Schrader wasn't in at that point. Gotcha. Um, so so Clemson, Clemson's really the only team that, that sort of 
held their running game in check, even though everybody knows what's coming. Yeah, I hate Clemson. I don't know if I've uh, mentioned that or not. I think what he was asking you, because we when we played Boston College, we focused on the uh, on the rushing attack because they didn't have a passing attack. So maybe that's what he's wanting to know. The next question you asked, though, Sean, is actually a decent question, so I may give you those points back. Uh, Sean says, Syracuse has struggled some against the mobile quarterback, and uh, they really struggled against FSU quarterback Jordan Travis as he rushed for 113 yards against them. Malik Cunningham is one of the best rushing quarterbacks in the nation. If he is healthy, do you believe Syracuse will have similar problems against him as they had against Jordan Travis and FSU? And what might they do differently against Louisville that they didn't do against FSU to uh, hold Cunningham in check? Yeah, I think that's a, I think that's a great point. Um, you, know, you know, they, they send pressure and, and they send it from different spots. Um, so, you know, obviously, you know, that sounds nice in theory. You want to pressure the quarterback, right? You want to be an aggressive defense. But if a quarterback is elusive enough to get away from that pressure, like Jordan Travis is, like Malik Cunningham certainly is, you know, you can make teams pay for being as aggressive um, as they are. Uh, I think that's sort of Syracuse's DNA. I, I don't think they're going to play it that differently because Malik is a very, is a very capable thrower. Um, so I, I think that they're just, I think they're just going to hope for the best. I think they're going to play their style. They're going to play aggressive and they're going to hope that, that, that their linebackers can make more plays than Malik Cunningham can make. Um, and, and, you know, we'll see how, we'll see if he's fully healthy. Right. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's a big question coming out of that Clemson game. Yeah. And currently right now, as we're recording this, uh, coach Scott Satterfield is holding his weekly press conference. So look for that at cardinalsportzone.com. Um, well, but by the time this this airs, it will it will already have been on the website for a few days. But go check that out. Uh, but yeah, we need to find out if Malik's going to be healthy because a healthy Malik, a lot of people have said, oh, well, he he's kind of like Lamar, and you know, I see. And it's funny you mentioned this earlier, but somebody asked me yesterday, like, who does who does Malik remind you of? And I'm like, well, he does have Lamar's electric like cuts and, and rushing attack. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's he's tough as nails like Dave Ragone. Like Dave Ragone was one of the biggest bruisers we ever had at quarterback. He wasn't afraid. If there was a yard, if it was fourth and one, he would roll out in a heartbeat and just bowl over defenders and get that first down. Uh, just tough as nails. And Malik is tough. I mean, yes, he probably shouldn't have came back in the game the other night. That game should have probably have been a bigger margin for Clemson because Malik is that just that good – and when you don't have – and that's not to knock on the the backups that we do have, but our, our number one backup is is still injured. He's not 100% yet. And you could tell when he got the ball, he felt very uncomfortable throwing it because he couldn't really plant right. And, uh, you know, it, it just was one of those unfortunate incidents because you could do everything right and then something like that happens. We still had a chance to win it. I don't know why I keep going back. You, you led me to that 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 point this time. I'm blaming that one on you, Chris. <laughs> I, yeah, I talked about the injury. Yeah. So, but no, we back. hope we hope he's okay. Uh, we're looking for word on that. Uh, obviously, that's going to make a difference as well because if if Malik's in the game, I feel like they. Well, I don't feel like I know that gives us a chance to win this game. If Malik is not playing. Y'all win by four touchdowns. He's just that big of a difference. Anybody that watched the game with that other team the other night knows how much of a difference 
not having Malik makes. Uh, last question, what does Syracuse have to do to win this game, and what does Louisville have to do to win the game? Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, th- I, I think we sort of hit on it, but, but the one thing I'll say for Syracuse, you know, I, I think they'll be able to run the ball to a point. Um, because they've been able to run the ball on everybody, you know, and, and you talking about that being the strength of Louisville's defense, that did give me pause too, and, and might have me flip-flopping uh, my choice. Um, but, you know, I think Syracuse will be okay on the ground, but I do think that Louisville is good enough and is going to score enough that they're going to have to hit a couple of big pass plays because Louisville's going to overplay the run. They're going to do everything they can to stop it. And, you know, Syracuse has to try, has to be able to make them pay for yeah. taking that approach. Um, so to me, that that's it for Syracuse is, is, is you know, uh, and they're not going to be consistent. You know, <laughs> they're not going to be consistent moving the ball in the air, but they have to hit a couple of big ones, um, you know, and for, for Louisville, um, you know, I, I'd say I'd say stopping those. Um, not getting completely run over in the run game, forcing Syracuse to have to make those big plays, and and then a healthy Malik Cunningham. Because I do think if if you have a backup quarterback or or even somebody who's stationary, you know, if if Malik's not moving well, I I do think that aggressive Syracuse defense is going to get home on him. But if he can move, you know, he can make Syracuse pay just as much as Syracuse is going to try to make make him hurt. Absolutely, and um, a lot of great points. And I, again, I really do appreciate you coming on here to talk with us. Uh, so, there's nothing else that we we got to do. The final business here, Chris. Who's going to win this game? Oh man, you know, I, I I'm so I'm I'm so nervous about this because you you've got me rethinking my my thoughts uh, based on what you said about the run defense. But I I just think Syracuse is in a really good place mentally. Um, this team is tough. They, they are confident. Um, they're, they're peaking a little bit. Um, and I don't know if you, you're going to say the same about Louisville coming after two tough losses against two of the most physical teams in, in the ACC. So I have Syracuse winning 34-31, maybe pulling away in the fourth quarter. Um, so that's my choice. Okay. Put me on the spot here. Okay. Breathe, breathe in, breathe out. Um, so here's the first one I want to mention, uh, held, let's see, held NC state to 24 yards rushing as, as a, as a whole. I'm trying to go back to some of these other ones real quick. And I know that I'm not going to be able to, that's a good performance. I mean, North Carolina state hasn't put up big numbers, but they've got that big left tackle and they've got two good running backs, a hundred yards to Boston college. Um, and there's two more games I'm going to check real quick. And this this is live radio. So this is going to happen. Uh, well, live taped radio, whatever. Uh, let's see, team stats for Virginia, 35 yards rushing. And then Wake Forest will check because I know we held Florida State to something silly. Now, Wake Forest had 157 yards rushing against us. They were the most uh, most successful. And I know I said I wasn't going to bring this up. Florida State, they – okay, they rushed they, – they're actually – I was wrong. They actually rushed for the most yards against us all season with 200 – We've been averaging about 230 yards rushing per game alongside with Malik. Uh, Syracuse is such a rush-heavy team, as we said. We have to continue to keep up the intensity on our rush defense as well. 
gosh, man. I'm I'm gonna basically this say is it's toughest, this, is the, this is the toughest week I've had. I think. No, for, for sure for me too. Because other other weeks I've had everything set in stone, and right now I'm even as I'm I've got my notes in front of me. I was gonna say script, but it's not a script. I've got my notes in front of me. Just it's gonna be Lamar Jackson Nooner blackout day. I mean, that's got to be yep. enough to give us. You know what? I'm gonna just say thirty twenty eight last second field goal for the win. I'm not going to say about who, so that way, if it happens, I'm right either way. No, I'm going to go with Lil. I have to go. It's Lamar Jackson Day. We're going to retire his jersey. For some reason, we're having a blackout at noon. And if you haven't real picked it up yet, I have a real issue with having the blackout during the day. That's, that's definitely something that you need to be doing at nighttime. But I do applaud the athletic director and Lottie and all of them for doing some fun things throughout the football, especially a season like this where – the fans would make you think that it's just the end of the world when we're we're actually having a fairly decent. You have a couple bounces that go the other way, and we're sitting here talking about eight and one Louisville versus eight and one Syracuse, and it's a huge yep, game. Amazing. So uh, I'm going thirty twenty eight Louisville last second field goal for the win, but it would not shock me. I have told you all that it's probably going to shock all my my podcast uh, co hosts that I'm picking us to win because. I I have told everybody the entire season that we were gonna lo- we were, we were gonna lose to Ole Miss and that we we're gonna lose to in, uh, not NC State that, and that we we're gonna lose to Syracuse and we would lose one other possibly to NC State which that one ended up being a definite as well as a few other ones so I'm hope for the first time in my life I'm really I really hope I'm wrong on that I hope it's a Louisville victory. <laughs> I know you hope it's the opposite way, Chris, but again, thank you so much for joining me today. I really do appreciate it. Can you let the, the fine people out here for both Card Nation and uh, is it, what do they call your fans? Is it Orange Nation? Yep, Orange Nation, yep. Look, we're all just a bunch of nations. Can Everyone's you, nations. <laughs> can you let everybody know where they can find all your work and your social media handle, please? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find my work at, at, at Syracuse.com. Pretty easy to remember. And, and I am uh, C. Carlson. So there's two C's at the front. C. Carlson on SU. Perfect. I mean, that, that again, one of the nicest guys. And I know y'all probably think this guy says this every episode. But I have, like I said at the beginning, I have been blessed to meet a lot of great people. And uh, I'm sure that that you know, this is this is not going to be the last time that we have Chris on the show. Maybe we'll have him in for basketball later on in the season. If y'all, if you ever need us for anything, Chris, feel free to give us a call. We'll we'll help you all out as well. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Shout out again to all of our fine sponsors: Fitness Market, Shack in the Back Barbecue, Derby City Lawn and Landscaping, Four Pegs Beer Lounge, and All American Pool and Supply. And we're working on more. If you'd like to sponsor the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, give us a call, 502-694-0375. You can find us on social media at Card Sport Zone. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram on Facebook. It is Cardinal Sports Zone. Three separate words. On YouTube, it is at Cardinal Sports Zone. One word. Sorry it can't all be the same thing, but for those of you all that have followed us from the beginning, we were ha- our website and our social media was hacked about five years ago. And we, some of them we were able to get back. Some we weren't able to get back. And also, starting this week, and I, I'm, I'm kind of kind of nervous about this because now our podcast is listed on Facebook, so there's no telling what kind of craziness is going to happen 
with that deal. But you can find us on a, over 125 podcast avenues altogether. Apple, iTunes, Buzzsprout, Spotify, Stitcher. Tune in, Google, Amazon, iHeart. Hit the subscribe button. Again, that's going to be really interesting with the Facebook podcast because that means all all the crazy family and political stuff. Will it bleed over onto the podcast? Who knows? It, if it does, we'll bring that to you and have a few laughs. If you haven't listened to all the episodes of the Cardinal Sports Zone podcast, go back and check them all out. Uh, go to cardinalsportszone.com, hit the podcast drop-down menu, and hit CSZ podcast. It's there with a couple of the other podcasts that we had done in the past. Also, don't forget to check out our exclusives on cardinalsportszone.com, the place that all begin. Uh, shout out to anybody who's out there sharing the podcast. We love and appreciate you all. Um, until next time, I'm Jeremy Wallman. This has been Chris Carlson, and this has been the Cardinal Sports Zone Podcast. Thank you again for all the support. Attention. <laughs>